1: is Preston Walls. Thanks for being on the show again, Preston. Thank
0: you for having me again, Whitney.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to have you back. Especially with some of your, your expertise. It's just a prime time for us to talk about some of these things that are happening and, and what you all have done and and how you're managing it and all kinds of things. But a little about you in case the listener hasn't heard of you before. I encourage you to go back and listen to show WS four hundred and sixteen. It came out December the eleventh of twenty nineteen. Press and I had another conversation and talk more about his background and what they're up to right now. But I encourage you to go back and listen to that. But in case you have haven't heard of him a little about him he held positions at walls property group walls property management as founder and ceo currently manages a portfolio of 75 plus buildings valued over 300 million he directed a ground up 42 unit built green class a mixed use project including planning permitting tenant relocation demolition construction leasing and financing uh, that's a lot to manage right to press. <laughs> <laughs> it is currently building a 61 unit mid rise multifamily project in permit for a 59 unit site and renovating several existing value add properties in Seattle. So, Preston, you definitely have lots of experience. Looking forward to getting into this conversation and, and just understanding what you all have done different because of the current crisis, what's happened, how you are mitigating any of those risks, of course, and just diving in. Are there any? Updates as far as Wall's property group or property management that you want to provide to the listeners before we jump in? You've
0: uh you've covered it just with the state of things in Washington. Construction sites are for the most part closed down. So they, the construction aspect of things is occupying a lot less of my time these days, and I have more time to figure out how to get through all this and keep the buildings full and tenants. On the rent.
1: That's one thing that we haven't talked about on the show yet about this whole crisis. And I want to get into ways that you all have been able to help residents and how it's impacted your cash flow, numerous things like that. But on the construction side, what do we do? You know, something like this happens, you have to close that portion down. What happens there?
0: Sit tight is is the best thing. I mean, one of the benefits of being in a lower rate environment is most construction debts, variable rate. So as LIBOR's prime goes down, it should be a positive to your interest reserve. So it it makes it easier to to sit on a a project that's not doing anything for a while and gives you a little cushion there. But there's not much you can do when the, the governor... Issues a shutdown order for non-essential construction sites.
1: Right. Right. Well, we'll weather it, won't we?
0: <laughs> we sure will. <laughs> yeah.
1: No doubt about it. Well, tell me, can you provide some examples of ways maybe you all have been able to be creative and helping tenants or residents?
0: Yeah, I mean one of the hardest things is this has been just such an abrupt dislocation in the market, just a shock with so much unemployment created in such a short amount of time. And and so One of the ways that we've responded is by creating a lot more flexibility for people in terms of lease terms and doing things that wouldn't normally do. One thing is offering no repercussions for breaking a lease or getting out of the lease. My my goal is to get the right tenant in the right space right now. So if there's someone uh, in an apartment and can't pay the rent, they need to get to a smaller place or move in with family or take care of a relative... I don't want a lease break fee to prohibit them from moving. Another thing we've done is have a number of newly unemployed people with more time. Uh, we've, we've turned them into site help, painting stairwells and hallways and cleaning around properties in exchange for a rent payment so they they have the opportunity to work for a rent credit.
1: Wow. That's a new one. I have not heard of that one before. What about just the liability of somebody like that working on side on the property?
0: We hire them as a 1099 contractor and we have a contract worker agreement with them. Okay.
1: Okay. Awesome. In the just creating more flexibility. Okay. No repercussion if they're breaking a lease and it's a new one, you mentioned hiring, actually allowing some tenants to do some work that they can do to, to pay the rent. Is there anything else?
0: Those are the bulk of what we've done for new leases coming in i mean it's it's an uncertain time you you might have a job now and who knows what 30 or 60 days from now holds so we're signing new leases with a a 90-day risk-free trial so you move into the the space you don't like it or something changes and you can't afford it 90 days to essentially move out with no lease break fees and okay. that's that's been important too cuz with a lot less interaction going on. I mean, prospective residents are are less likely to tour a property and giving someone the comfort to sign a lease without having seen it, having the ability to back out with no lease break fees has been important. We've been offering these 90-day risk-free trials on on new leases.
1: Wow. I love those ideas. And so what about just how long you expect this domino effect to occur from the virus and impact cash flow?
0: Oh man, that's <laughs> I would love to know. I mean, it's going to get worse each month that that businesses are shut down and when businesses open and what that looks like, how quickly do things come back? I don't expect that to happen soon. I'm preparing for a multi-month shutdown and then then kind of a, a slower easing into opening i mean there's a lot of businesses that even after you open how do you maintain a distance a restaurant how do you how do you set tables so that they're 6 feet apart I, there's a lot of a lot of questions that i think will slow down as we ramp back up opening up the economy
1: it's hard to know how long it's going to take to get the engine running again isn't it Like it is going to change businesses. I mean, so many businesses are every business in so many ways and so many that we can't even foresee yet. Yes.
0: I mean, any sporting event, any group, big congregation of people, all of those, they're really hard for me to envision coming back soon. Those will be at the later end of the economy opening back up.
1: So what percentage of your current residents have expressed needing financial assistance during this time? So when we reached out
0: to our portfolio, we heard back from a little over 8% that had either lost their job or expressed concern about paying April's rent. And ultimately, it played out a little bit less than that. We've, we've collected a little bit better than 6%. Our delinquency rate is is just under 6%. I expect that will go up a fair amount in in coming months, and and will continue to go up as this goes on. Another interesting aspect in the collections data was how it's segmented by property type. There was a very direct correlation between building quality and therefore credit quality of the residents in those properties and their ability to pay. So. Our delinquency rate a minus b plus buildings was about three and a half percent It was about nine percent in b b minus properties and older unrenovated buildings in not the best best parts of Seattle saw much higher uh, delinquency rates
1: Wow, so what about just your advice for the listener you know or current property owner who's struggling to meet the needs of the residents
0: so I would say. <laughs> Step one is get liquid or as, as liquid as you can to ride this out for as long as possible, as long as you need to. Step two is getting creative. How many different ways can you think of to keep your residents current, keep them paying something and and not digging too deep a hole for them? Three, I would say breathe. <laughs> I That's hear from cool. a, lot of, a lot of people that they don't know what to do and so they're options are to put everything on the table and and a lot of those options tend to be fairly extreme measures i've heard a couple of people you know i'm putting all my lenders on on notice or i'm only going to pay the interest interest portion that's before seeing the rent collections come in and i think your experience as well the most recent months collections were better than than both of us anticipated Right. So just taking that that moment of calm to reassess, hey, seeing all this information around me and it's telling me that things are bad, but my own information, what is it saying and what is it telling me to do? You know, from there, at some point we're gonna have some great buying opportunities to get back into this market. But just thinking back to the last cycle in two thousand eight it was about two years after the stock market put in a bottom that the multifamily real estate market bottomed out. So that was a long period of just waiting for the market to stabilize and get to a good entrance point where you could could get back and, and have some stability and visibility of, of what rents are going to be doing.
1: You think it's going to take that long again? It all depends on
0: how long the economy's stalled, how long the economy's frozen up, seized up, and what ripple effects that has on other aspects of the economy. And the, the other the other wild card is banking or the, the risk is banking. So how much liquidity comes out of the banking sector and, and how much do lenders pull back from the market. I mean we've already seen tremendous restriction from lenders. It's a hard time to be getting a loan right now I've talked to to a number of lenders that are either out of the market entirely or have significantly constrained their their lending parameters whether that's raising debt service coverage ratio eliminating cash out refinances one lender, a couple of lenders have are, are requiring a year's worth of principal and interest payments reserved you're seeing much higher vacancy rates underwritten, all of which negatively impacts loan proceeds. It's a hard lending environment, and that's not going to get any easier. The longer this goes on, the more economic damage there is and the more people are out of work.
1: Amy, in your opinion, what's the worst case economic scenario that we could face as property owners during this time?
0: The worst case is a liquidity seizure within the banking sector. So a lot of people out of work, a lot of economic destruction leads to fewer people able to stay current on their payments to banks. That's credit quality to banks. The banks don't have enough cash flow. It causes them to be ultra conservative on new lending that limits new loan supply into the market. I think it's, it's credit or, or liquidity risk from, from banks.
1: This whole thing has brought about so many changes that we talked about a little bit. You know every business is operating differently probably than, than they have just a few months ago or have in the past. But what about just some examples of how your team has been able to either bond or be more productive or be productive at all during this time where we're working at different places and probably different schedules as well?
0: one has been around leasing, I think that's really been an, an impacted area of the business. You know, it's just a short time ago, one of the leasing agents told me that there's no way people are going to uniformly or consistently lease apartments without seeing them. And like a lot of companies have done a lot of work on getting video tours of, of properties posted lockbox so, so people can, can do showings on their own but we've seen a lot more leases signed without physically being on the property. Uh, that's been encouraging to just see a, a really quick shift in how prospective renters are adapting to the market as well. And, you know, at any time you can do something remotely like that and eliminate eliminate a trip to a property, that's adding to productivity and, we could see some good takeaways in the leasing department uh, from this.
1: Yeah. What about the traffic altogether, the leasing traffic? Has it been impacted? Is it going up, down? What's your feel for that?
0: It's definitely been impacted. I'd say the leasing traffic's mirrored sentiment pretty closely. When things were the scariest, if you will, our traffic numbers were the lowest. And as people kind of get accustomed to a new level or new normal that they, they come out again and fortunately in in Washington leasing and showing housing is is not something that's that's been subject to shelter in place ordinance and you know we can still get out and do two person <laughs> tours of property but a lot of the traffic is is coming through kind of virtual tours. Some of the agents are doing FaceTime tours remotely. So just one person is in the space at a time and and they can talk them through the space and the amenities and features and, and aspects of the property.
1: Wow. Yeah, great ideas. I've heard different management companies doing different things like that just to, you know, still show people the units as they're needing to move. And so we want to be able to make that available. What about just the impact that you expect this to have on rental rates altogether?
0: It's been quite a bit different in the short term than I expected. I I think because there's such a dislocation so quickly, it's created kind of this scramble to people to figure out and get in the right place quickly. And in a number of cases that's that's led to far more traffic than we'd expected on certain listings and some selective price increases over the longer term say the next 6 to 18 months with the unemployment rate where it's going and where it's headed with negative gdp numbers all of that points to lower rental rates and i suspect we'll we'll see some some pretty good declines on rental rates uh, a little bit further out.
1: I don't doubt it either. I, I'm sure we're going to see some decline before it starts going back up, right? Hopefully, we've prepared to weather that storm before we have to go. We're about out of time, but just what about multifamily financing, how do you see that or how's it been impacted and the long term going to be impacted? It's
0: definitely been impacted in, in the short term. I mean, it, it's a lender's market out there right now. And so, if you can find a lender to work with you on your property and you should take it and kind of get that locked up as soon as you can. And I, I wouldn't be too picky on the terms because I, I see the, the lending environment could get more challenging if the banking scenario deteriorates. You know, Ultimately, it's going to stabilize. The banking, banking environment will stabilize. And as property prices come down, the lending metrics will get more favorable to buyers. So uh, there'll be some relief as prices come down.
1: So just a few final questions, Preston. What are some things that maybe you all were doing a few months ago that now that this has happened, you're like, you know, I'm glad that we did that?
0: The uh, refinances that are closing now, those started several months ago before all of this. And that that helps with liquidity situation, preparing the units, photography, virtual tours, videos, all that helps on the leasing front. So yeah, those those are the main ones.
1: So what about a way you're finding investors right now? We're
0: just communicating with our current investor base, updating them on on the status of of the projects, on collections information, and communicating where we think this is going. This we've not spent a lot of time on focusing on on new investors or or expanding that network. We're pretty well hunkered down on just preserving everything that we have right now.
1: Yeah. Focus right now is key uh, as usual, but especially right now, right? So tell us how you like to give back.
0: So uh, for the past six years, we've been been doing an essay for free apartment contest. We give out two apartments rent-free for a year. And we're just selecting our finalists from, we had a number of essays submitted. We did Zoom interviews for four finalists. So I'm excited to have those two families move into our properties in June.
1: Wow, I love that. I've never heard of that before from anybody else. I just love that give back. It's life changing. And I hesitate to say that because it, it should be depends on how they use that relief. But that's awesome. I love that idea. So Preston, thank you again for your time. I know these are not easy questions. It's definitely a, a time that all of us were, were hoping was much further out or may never come somehow. But it's here and we have to deal with it. And as entrepreneurs, we're going to figure out a way to cross that bridge and, and jump that hurdle, whatever it may be and find a way to make make it happen. So appreciate you sharing just how you all have done that and how you're moving forward. But tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you.
0: Wallspropertymanagement.com or wallspropertygroupre.com. Either way, I'd love to hear from you.
1: Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode.